the Just Saying podcast is proud to have Our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And in this episode, should you say should or shouldn't is what we're going to talk about. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. Excited, really excited. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. Those two books have created two programs, which which are very powerful companions. One is the Brief Lab and all the courses that we have at the Brief Lab to teach you how to become an elite communicator. And we've just started a new series of programs called Quiet Works, which is about managing the noise and introducing silence as a key ingredient in in work. In In this episode, in all the episodes, really, we're talking about how to become an intentional communicator, the combination between thinking and saying. In this I'm really excited about doing this episode today because this is um, was inspired by a co-worker who came up to me and shared a perspective on a topic for podcasts. And I generally get inspired to do podcasts by teaching classes and in, in a professional environment. And from time to time, people suggest topics. And this is what happened. I'm at work and a co-worker says, you know, I was thinking about when people say, you know, you should do this and you shouldn't do that and how off-putting that is for me. And I, and I was thinking a lot about, you know, just how it makes me feel and how negatively I react when people do that to me. And that it might be a podcast episode for, you know, for you some, at some point. And then that was that. And right in that moment, it just dawned on me. That was beautiful because in that exchange, never once was the word should or shouldn't used to suggest you should do a podcast on shouldn't or should, which was beautiful. So I'm like, that was a great suggestion, and I'm going to do a podcast on that, and that's what I'm going to do. Should you say should or shouldn't? And I'm not saying we should strike it from the language, not at all. But what I am saying is I want you to start to think about What's the most or least effective way to influence or impact someone else to change, to do something? And recently I did a podcast about brevity as a source of influence, and clearly it is, being clear and concise. But this is a specific moment where using these terms could really doom you right from the get-go. You should do this, and you shouldn't do that. And I want you to think about your different roles. For those of you that are listening to this podcast and have for a while, you have different roles. And we've talked about that. It's not just as a professional communicator. It it spills out into your communication all the time. You know, how effective are you as a volunteer, as a parent, as a friend? You know, certainly in a professional context, I'm a a manager, I'm a consultant, I'm a coach, um, I'm a leader, I'm a coworker. You know, you you wanna look at your roles, the hats that you wear, and how you communicate in those roles. When am am I effective? When am I not effective? Where am I losing people? Where am I winning them? What am I doing? What should I avoid doing? And that's the driving force, really, of the podcast, is to get you thinking about them. And we make these short. 
clearly because I mean, if I've written a book called Brief, I don't want to have a talk about this 40, for, for 45 minutes and, and interview experts. I could just share a perspective, get you to think about it, and then perhaps take a different approach. So in this episode, what I want you to think about is the, the, the powerful negative impact when a person right out of the gate says, you should do this and you shouldn't do that. Now, for those of you that have taken our courses and read the book Brief and read the book Noise, there's a concept in it called the Elusive 600. It's worth explaining or re-explaining. The concept of the Elusive 600 is powerful because it explains that the brain processes at a rate of about 750 words per minute. That's consciously and subconsciously. It also explains that people speak at a rate of about 150 words per minute. So if you do the quick math, 750 words of processing per minute, subtract 150 from that, and you have 100 excess words. We call those words the elusive 600. Why? Because when you're, when you're listening to somebody, you're hearing the 150 words they're saying, but you've got these 600 other words that are kind of floating on your head. And consciously, you might be thinking, yeah, this is boring. This is not relevant for me. Um, I'm confused. This person is repeating themselves. What did I have for lunch? Um, your brain starts to wander. This happens when people are poor communicators. They start to trigger your elusive 600. And one of the things that we teach in, in the irony of brevity is that when you're really clear and you're really concise, you're triggering the elusive 600 to actually give you permission to talk more. So the example, the silly example, but I think powerful one is when a person walks and gives an update to their boss. The boss asks the person, hey, what's new with you? And the person gives a really good, clear, and concise summary of the, the, the current state of affairs. You know, I'm having this issue on this project. I'm noticing that people are not treating the deadline seriously. I'm proposing that we have uh, a short meeting that we, you know, tell people that they need to stop doing that. And I feel like in a week, I should start to see a change in behaviors and I'll let you know what I see. That, I mean, if you got an update like that, you're like, I got it, I got it, it makes sense. I know how to ask a question. That's really clean. It's crisp. It makes sense. Well, what's happening to the elusive 600 is it's triggering in a positive way. What well, also happens in a negative way. So when people use words like should or shouldn't, they are immediate triggers to the elusive 600. So something to keep in mind. Right out of the gate, they, they, they have that trigger effect. The other thing that we teach in our class is, is, is a perspective of tell me, don't sell me. And, and we break that down simply like, okay, if a person's trying to sell you, how do you react to that? Well, you start getting defensive. You start looking for the catch. You start pushing back. It, it, when a person's persuading you, and I did a podcast on this a while back called An, an Argument Against Persuasion. I recommend that you listen to it again. The point of the podcast really is if you're trying to convince people, it's not going to be convincing. What's more convincing is if you tell them, you explain, you inform, you share. Tell me, don't sell me. Okay? You can be clear, concise, and compelling without trying to compel. You, you can be much better if you're just telling me what's going on versus trying to convince me of a certain thing. Now, I can be concise and convincing, but I'm not trying to convince you. Okay, I'm trying to get you to open up, open your mind, to hear what I'm saying. So selling closes the elusive 600, and telling opens it up. So, so some background, just things to consider in the context of 
should I say should or shouldn't I? Okay, so I just want to give you some, and this is a fun topic, but it can be serious, right? So if you do this, if you fall, if you fall into this trap um, in any of these roles that I mentioned earlier, your manager, your coworker, your friend, your parent, it could be the beginning of the end very quickly. So here, here are some examples of just, and listen to these, like your, somebody was saying this to you in the, context of, in the context of should, you should dot, 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 or you shouldn't. You should go back to school. You shouldn't marry that person. You should sell your car. You shouldn't sell your car. You should write a book. You should do a podcast. That actually happened to me. You should go to that gym. You shouldn't go to that gym. You should go to the gym. You should start working out. Uh, you should do more for your kids. You shouldn't do so much for your kids. You should do less for them. You should take a vacation. You should put the toilet seat down. You should use a different pen. You should change jobs. Um, you shouldn't talk with food in your mouth. Um, you should get a better job. You kind of get the point. You're hearing these things and like the experience, so the immediate effect is, yes, I know it depends if a person who's saying this really cares about you and you trust them and they've got you know, your, your, con their, you know, your confidence and trust that you might listen to them. But what I want you to start to think about is the risk if you don't have that and you, and you come off. Imagine what the person looks like um, who's telling everybody what they should and shouldn't do. Now, that doesn't mean that all the things that I just listed aren't things that you wouldn't recommend to a person. For example, you should go to the gym. You know, you might be talking to somebody who really does need to go to the gym. They're not healthy. They don't eat, they don't eat healthy. They, they really need to go to a gym. But we're talking about what's the most or least effective way of communicating that. And you, shouldn't, you should go to the gym is not effective, okay? But if I want a person to go to a gym, how do I get them to go to a gym? Okay, well, this is where the podcast takes a turn. I want you to think of your commentaries. Are they considerate commentaries? Meaning, have you actually considered what you're saying, why you're saying it, and now how you're saying it before you actually said it? You might be thinking, okay, this person needs to change jobs. I see it so clearly. I know why. Okay, but how you say it in your approach could be incredibly ineffective. So first and foremost, considerate commentaries. Be considerate. Think before you speak. This is what this whole new Quiet Works program is about, is giving people moments to think about things before they write them. Think about things before they say things. Okay, so I want you to be considerate. These commentaries should be considerate, and those are born from moments of quiet where you actually carefully consider what you're going to say. Okay, second thing, there's a better way. There's a better way of saying that. Two different approaches, okay? Asking them a question or sharing a different perspective, okay? I'll give you an example. Have you ever considered doing a podcast versus you should do a podcast? Um, have you ever considered maybe doing less for your kids? Um, asking the question, getting people, have you ever thought about changing jobs? Have you ever thought about um, leaving work at four or working one more hour a week? Whatever that consideration is, asking a question. Another, another approach is sharing a different perspective. This is with my coworker. I was thinking about 
this topic, and it occurred to me that it would be really interesting for the listeners of the podcast to consider should versus shouldn't. Okay, that was just, I just was thinking about this and I wanted to share it with you. I was thinking about all the of your professional experiences and, and imagine like you would make a great writer or a great author or you work, I've been noticing you just work so much and I was just thinking, wow, vacation might be exactly what the doctor ordered for you. See how that's different? It really is a considerate commentary coming from a person who cares, okay? So should or shouldn't often comes across as careless, harsh, abrupt, direct, and there's a better way. There could be a better way by either asking a question. Have you ever considered, have you thought about that? Or just sharing um, a perspective or a different way of looking at things to a person, all to affect the, the, getting a person to think about it. And finally, I think, think about, am I talking at them or with them? Right? A good conversation is one they would respond to. Have you ever thought about doing this? Actually, I've never thought about that. You know, the reason I was thinking about this was because, and then you, and you start a conversation, okay? So th those are just some considerations when you're in this realm of should or shouldn't, okay? I'm not saying we should strike them from the English language. I'm not, not at all. But what I, I do want you to be is a more intentional communicator. You think, and then you say something. Now, this could be a moment where this is a very, very important conversation. In fact, my coworker shared that perspective with me and got me thinking, and here I am doing a podcast. I wonder what would have happened if there was a should or shouldn't before that. Maybe not. Okay, so when you feel the impulse to say, you should do this or you shouldn't do that, have you ever stopped to consider that might not be the best idea? Just saying.